0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. And, well, it's week one. Football is officially back, and I am so excited. Uh, today I'm gonna I have another guest on, and we're gonna be doing my pick'em contest. Uh, I'll explain the rules once we get to that part, and also gonna go over some final award predictions. But first, uh, a few news and notes from last week. To start off, uh, let's talk about Russell Wilson. He signed a contract extension with the Broncos that keeps him there for seven more years. Uh, still not the highest paid contract because Deshaun Watson and the Browns ruin that market for the time being. Uh, big move for Denver, big move to keep Russ there. Uh, the deal does have him there until he's 40, but the way that QBs have been playing recently, it seems very easily that he should be able to play at a decently high level until he's 40, obviously with the way he plays, uh, who knows? And this is more on the unfortunate side, but Titans linebacker, pass rusher Harold Landry tore his ACL and is out for the season. Uh, I was expecting big things from him this year. Uh, he's a huge help for them on their front seven. This is a big loss for that defense that is really good. Uh... Yeah, bad news for the Titans going into the season. Joining me now, we got my second ever guest, a guy who I've known from middle school, went to high school together, played hockey together, and now he's sadly a Chargers fan. He's probably the only other person who I know who's felt more pain than I have watching football. So yeah, welcome to the pod, Tom Spiliotopoulos. Spills, what's up?
1: Thanks, Jason. Uh it's a pleasure to be on uh, the Cover Zero podcast. Again, uh, yeah, I know we for a while now. We're definitely uh, one and two in the most pain uh, endured watching football. So it's honestly just a pleasure to share the floor with you here.
0: Perfect. So I guess we'll get right into it. So this is kind of going to be our week one preview on top of the pick con- pick'em contest that we're going to be doing throughout the season here uh i'll just basically go over the rules so we're gonna be alternating picks uh we cannot pick from the same game doesn't matter if you have an over from one game and i want a team from that as my money line dog can't take them but yeah so we're gonna go with a favorite against the spread uh a dog against the spread and over and under and then we're gonna go with the money line dog
1: all good sounds good
0: Okay And as my guest, I will give you the first pick, so let's just get to it.
1: So does the order that I go in here matter or uh... Uh, No, you can pick from wherever. Okay, I'm gonna steal uh... Actually, so yeah, for the first, uh, for the first pick here, I'm going to go with uh, the Carolina Panthers minus two and a half is my favorite. I'm going to take them in my survivor pool as well. Cleveland Browns haven't won a season opener since uh, I believe it's 2004 or five. They're useless. Bum franchise. It was always the Panthers.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty easy pick. Like all the storylines are going towards the Panthers and Baker are just going to kick the shit out of the Browns. I really hope that they do. But yeah, that's. I don't think we can really – like that Browns defense has to play out of this world for them to get the win, in my opinion, and I just yeah. think that defense is bad now. Yeah, I really want
1: Baker to get some revenge here. It just didn't deserve what he went through. I don't care what people's opinions are on Baker. I think he's going to be very good for Carolina this year, and they should be very happy to have him for the person.
0: 100%. All right, well, I'm gonna switch it up and I'm just gonna go right away with my money line dog and I'm gonna take the Jags over the commanders. That's so very smart pick. I like the Jags. I think they're gonna be better than people expect this year. I think they have pieces on the offense and the defense now, and I just think the commanders are just trending down. You got yeah. Carson Wentz as your quarterback, Chase Young is still hurt. Like there's not much to really talk about. I mean, the running back just got shot, so
1: it's uh on my uh on my season outlook I have that one marked as a loss for the Jaguars but I was strongly considering switching it so I don't hate the pick at all. It's a road game so it could be hard. Um but yeah, either way let's see if Lawrence can take a step up here in year 2. And again, yeah, Carson wants is just a waste bin, so I'm uh, not not moved by the Commanders in in any way.
0: No, not at all. And that's the thing like with week one, like I was looking at the, I was looking at the schedule. There's not a lot of good, like money line underdog picks to, for, to win week one. So I kind of wanted to get that pick because that's one of the only ones that I could possibly see.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to get a lot of backlash from someone because uh, I'm looking at all these money line dog situations and someone's not going to be happy with my pick. So (laughs) I'm still evaluating the board and seeing what I have to do, but,
0: well, that's the thing. It can be your last pick now, now that I've made this one. So yeah, that was that was we the one to get, to get, get off the it. board. There you go. All right, you're up though.
1: Uh, snake isn't you back to back?
0: I don't like that's the thing that's weird about doing like a one-on-one snake, is that like we could just pick two picks like going on now, or I'm fine to just keep giving you the top of the round pick since I am the host. I'll be gracious.
1: Okay. Um Over-under, Chiefs and Cardinals over 53-and-a-half. The Cardinals lost a lot on defense. They're playing at home. They start the season hot usually, so I think they're going to score a lot of points and give up a lot of points. Although uh, the Chiefs did lose uh, Tyreek there, I still trust the Chiefs to score close to 30 points in that game, regardless of what their defense does. It's, uh, like, I, no one's going to be able to guard Kelsey anyways. They'll no. still probably get a few deep shots. I don't trust their, their secondary. So I think this game, like, flies flies over 60 points. So I, that's a big uh, – I mean, it's a, it's one of the bigger over-unders for week one. But mm. it's it's dome game. I, I don't see how that one goes under.
0: Well, that's the thing about the Cardinals, too, is they always start off hot. So, I mean, so do the Chiefs since Pat Mahomes has been there, too. So – given what we've seen over the last couple of years should hit the over. I don't know if, uh, uh, if Rondale Moore and Hollywood Brown can elevate, but either way, it's a good pick. I mean, it's going to be a track meet regardless. So
1: let's you know, see. I think it'll be a good, uh, we'll, we'll see what the chiefs defense is made of because it's still a tricky offense to stop overall with Kyler rumbling around back there. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, since you just went with the over, then I'm going to go with the under and I'm torn between two games right now. You know what? I'm going to go with under 51 in Tampa Bay, Dallas, Sunday night football. Uh, And this has nothing against Tampa, but I mean, their offensive line did take a hit. Offense should still roll. They'll be fine for the season, but week one, this Dallas front seven is good. The defense is good. And you look on Dallas's offense. I'm super worried about them. They lost three starters on the offensive line. They don't have Michael Gallup. They lost Amari Cooper. So it's basically Dak and CD going out there with Zeke and Pollard and Tampa Bay still has a really good defense. I think under 51 looks pretty good.
1: Yep. And uh, I wish I had the stat on me right now, but just primetime unders in week one for Sunday night football is uh, usually a pretty safe go. So is that a thing? I, it's very much a thing.
0: Oh, damn. Okay.
1: Shout out to my uh, my guy, Stu Finer. He's taught, taught me everything I know. So there you go. Shout out to Stu. There's always the under. <laughs> okay. Um, even over, you want to, you want to dog against the spread here. Yes. Look, I, this is going to be a little bit of a ballsy pick here, but I'm really, really, really big on the Eagles this year. Yeah. I think they're going to be very well. We'll get to the award previews and stuff later. Mm. I, I just saw a stat today that Jared Goff is five and zero in week one spreads. I have to take the Lions. There's just there's no there's nothing there's no further discussion of that. The Lions should be a frisky team anyways this year. Um, I think they'll be in a lot of close games. I think they were in a lot of close games last year that just didn't go their way, and I think they can stay within the number here. Philly also blew them out last year. I think it's a little bit of a revenge game on their end. So. I think we could stay within the number at least at home in uh, in week one here.
0: I had this on my list too, so uh, good pick. But yeah, again, I really like the Lions this year. I think the Lions could easily be seven eight win team. That wouldn't shock me anyways. Like that offense, Jared Goff aside, good to go. But it'll be a weird week one. Cause it's got a lot of pressure on the Eagles to come out like swinging right away. And if yeah. they play close games to a lot to the lions, I feel like a lot of people will be down on them going into week two anyways.
1: I agree, but
0: okay. Um, well, I'm just going to get it out of the way. Uh, I'm going to take my favorite and it's going to be Miami minus three and a half. So, I mean, obviously, you know, This this has been talking shit for a month now that we're going to steamroll them. If the line was minus 10, I'd still take Miami here. But it's minus three and a half, so should be fine. Uh yeah, I'll let you talk about it. I've talked about this forever now. So give me your opinion on Dolphins Pats week one.
1: Look, regardless of who's on the team this year, I, I don't care who's on either side of the ball. The Patriots just have issues playing Miami. Miami's playing at home. They're probably going to win the game. I have Miami winning this game. Um, the Patriots had a lot of changes on the defensive side of the ball. Miami adds in Tyreek Hill. They add in a new scheme to end some new running backs, better than they ever had before. They have a lot of new weapons to play with. They can cover this spread, and I wouldn't be shocked. What's Do they the win thing? by 10 plus points and kick the shit out of them like you're saying? I don't no know. Thing. I'm not going to go that far, but they can easily win by a touchdown and then everyone's happy.
0: Like That's like, I mean, I'll just say one more thing where it's like, we beat them twice last year, close games last year, but we still beat them twice. And our team was absolute dog shit aside from the defense to close out the year. And mm-hmm. now we've upgraded at every facet on offense and...
1: I forget about because, Armstead too. That's massive. And Connor
0: Williams, who we're playing him at center, whatever, but still it's an upgrade over Jesse Davis, who was a starter last year. Who's fucking yeah. So yeah, big things for Miami week one.
1: I hope, uh, I hope McDaniel is, uh, is good for you guys too. He gives me uh, a little bit of a Staley vibe. So and I'm, I'm obviously a big Staley supporter. He's just got that kind of aura with the, uh, with the press. So I hope he works out in uh, is a better answer and yeah like, I nothing so. against Tua he's just he's, he needs to show something that's that's fine got, he he, I think something. he's got what he needs now and let's see what he can do and if he can go, go out there and ball cuz it's gone a lot of uh, a lot of slander over the last couple of years and I don't oh, yeah. think it was all totally warranted it was in a dumpster fire situation so it's go time let's see there what the ahead. dolphins can do my under is going to be the Saints and Falcons under 42 and a half. Um, Again, Jameis hasn't played football in a while. I think the Saints are going to be a pretty solid team overall, but I think they'll be carried more by their defense this year. The Falcons, I think, are going to be contending for the number one overall pick, although I think Mariota showed some flashes and actually had um, the uh, number one PFF grade in the preseason for all passers. Electric. We'll see. We'll see what he can do. But I divisional game is gonna be gritty, and I just don't see this this game going over. So
0: see, I had this game listed, but I had it listed as an over candidate. Mm. I think that Jamison the offense is going to like the Falcons' defense is not good. Like they have AJ Terrell, but like that's it.
1: They signed Casey Hayward, he's still pretty good.
0: Yeah, he's solid, but I mean like
1: Overall, there's missing pieces, for
0: sure. Yeah, 100%. But I think, yeah, like the Saints offense, Kamara, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, Jameis Winston at quarterback, should put up a shit ton of points. The defense Do we know if
1: playing. Thomas is playing this week? Hmm? Is Thomas playing this week?
0: I mean, I hope he is. He's on all my fantasy teams, so we better be, but
1: I'm pretty right? sure he's playing. I checked the injury report.
0: Ah, God damn it! whatever. Either way, even without him out, I'm still... Fairly confident with the over because the Falcons, I think they're just going to be a weird team to play against. Like Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Marcus Mariota is the quarterback. They still got Cordero Patterson, who's going to be playing whatever position he wants to. A
1: lot of mismatches. It's true. It's kind of hard to scheme against them. Like it's
0: weird. Yeah, like exactly where I don't think, especially week one without any tape on the Falcons, they're going to be a tough team to play against because they're going to be doing a lot of different stuff that I mean not a lot of other teams are doing right
1: now. I also think. Marcus may should be out because of uh, so something oh. happened to him. Either he got some arrest charge. I don't think he'll be there either. So that's a pretty no. big loss.
0: Yeah. Even better for the over though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, next up. I'll go with my dog and I'm going to take the giants plus five and a half over the Titans. Nice. Uh, this was a game that I looked at a, few weeks ago and I was like yeah kind of like the Giants and then I watched what happened in training camp and I'm like "Ah, not so hot on the Giants anymore but then Harold Landry unfortunately tore his ACL and I don't think that Titans defense is going to be as good as they were and I weirdly believe in the Giants offense like yeah Daniel Jones is bad and he's the quarterback but like I think Saquon's going to have a resurgence this year uh, I like Kadarius Toney a lot. They still have Sterling Shepard. Darius Slayton's still there. They're paying Kenny Galladay a shit ton of money, but he's a decent wide receiver. It's not like he's bad. Uh, and they drafted Wandale Robin- Robinson, and the offensive line's looking better than it have- has over years past, but I just feel like the Giants are kind of trending up while the Titans just took a steep cliff down this offseason, and I think they're just going to give Derrick Henry the ball 40 times a game. So if you can stop the run, you can stop the Titans, but it's, it's a lot. They're a dog for a reason. They're almost a full touchdown down. So, but I think they can cover that spread.
1: Yeah. I think they can be pretty stingy at the gate. I like what they did on defense this year on offense. We'll see. They might not even need that many points from their offense to cover this spread because I think Tennessee is going to be very one-dimensional, especially out the gate. Uh, I honestly n- regret not taking this as my under now that you spoke me <laughs> through that because this one is a prime under candidate as well. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, Giants... I,
0: was, I was legit shocked. Like I was like, uh ah, Giants, but it's – that's like yeah. one of the only dog spreads that I yeah. truly do like.
1: Yeah, they can stay within the number there. Yeah, I hope they do because I don't want uh, I want Tennessee to be kind of uh, shaky off the bat. I want to see Malik Willis in there and see what he can do, even though he's not totally NFL ready. I really don't care. He's just an electrifying player. Get him out I there, get him do. the reps.
0: Yeah, like he's he's fun to watch. I hope that they get him out in some sub packages where he's running the football or something. But
1: yeah. hey, your last pick. Okay, here's, like so here's weird off. Here's my conflict. I was going to go in best bet of the week on Buffalo Bills, but something is telling me that Rams at home as a money line dog.
0: In game one
1: is just speaking to me. Yeah. I'm going to lock that in as my pick. I'm going to go with the Rams, even though we'll chat about the Bills in a bit, but I have all the expectations for the Bills this year. It's just – it's tough. Trey White's not playing in this game. He's out for the first four weeks. Mm-hmm. They have Kier Elam as their cornerback too. I don't know how you're gonna maintain Cup and a Rob. Like it's gonna be either way. There's gonna be a track meet kind of game. I I think it's gonna be a lot like last year's uh, week opener with mm-hmm. Dallas and uh, Tampa, where it's just I
0: hope so. back
1: and forth, back and forth. But uh, give me the. Give me the Super Bowl champs at home in week one. Regardless, I know they lost a lot this year. They're all banged up. Stafford has an elbow. All this stuff's going on. It's just too much much public money on the bills. I think uh, the Rams pull this one out in a very, very, very close game.
0: That's the thing. Like the Rams, yeah, they just won the Super Bowl. So you can't discount them until you see it on the field come week one. But – they have a lot of ifs going into the game. And I mean, the Bills' big if is that secondary. They still have the two all-pro safeties. But, like, yeah, Kair Elam and Dane Jackson as your starting corners against the, I mean, what, the top three wide receiver in football and then Allen Robinson, who's been criminally underrated his whole career.
1: Who's also coming out with a vengeance because of all the yep. – oh, Yeah. Never, he's never had a quarterback like Stafford to throw him the ball. No. He's always been regarded as a good receiver. Never really gone to show it other than that one year with Bortles when he had 1400 yards. But it's, uh, I think, yeah, I think he's due for a big year. He's coming into the year healthy, and dude, I think he wants to prove himself and prove the world what he can do.
0: Definitely, yeah, definitely wouldn't shock me if the Rams won that game.
1: And with my last
0: pick, I got my over, and I'm going to go over 52 for the Chargers Raiders. Only reason I'm taking this is because JC Jackson is out. Uh, that Chargers offense is gonna put up 30 points a game on like literally everyone this year. They should, anyways. If they don't, uh, it's a disappointment, right, Spills?
1: Yours <laughs> the only way is up. I mean, they basically scored 30 points a game last year. I'd yeah. say the offense overall improved. You add in Zion Johnson and uh, Gerald Everett replacing Jared Cook's bum ass. So it's uh, yeah, they should yeah well i'll let be. you continue i'll yeah. give you the four
0: here and that's the thing and then the raiders their secondary is iffy if we're being honest but their offensive weapons Devonte adams darren waller hunter renfro they should do pretty well against the chargers secondary especially without jc jackson so i think over 52 is very good possibility for week one
1: yeah so uh Look, that's totally fair. I'd be a little more confident if J.C. Jackson was there just to kind of eliminate Devontae Adams a little more. I'm still not moved at all by this team. The Raiders' O-line is absolute dog. Um, they Look, the Raiders overachieved. They had no business being a playoff team last year. I don't know how they got there. They won all these trash games against teams that they shouldn't have beat, uh, including uh, – a week 18 disaster which we uh, <laughs> honestly I'm glad I got to witness what what the offense can do but anyways it takes two sides to win the game of football so look i Chandler Jones and Max Crosby are going to be a problem for a lot of teams this year but i think that overall the O-line tandem for the Chargers will be good enough to keep them contained, and Great. it just—I don't think they're—they're they're not going to catch them in a shootout in this game. Even with JC Jackson out, I don't think the Raiders are going to score thirty like they did last year in that Week 18 game. I think this will be a little more like the first matchup they had, um, where the Chargers basically ran away with the game. So there should be a lot of points, and I think they'll be coming from the from the boys in powder blue.
0: So to recap, uh, my five picks were Dolphins minus three and a half Giants plus five and a half over 52 in the Chargers Raiders game under 51 in the Buccaneers Cowboys game and Jags money line Uh, for you Panthers minus two and a half Lions plus four and a half uh, over 53 and a half Casey Arizona under 42 and a half New Orleans Atlanta and Moneyline Dog as the Rams. Okay. I guess, yeah, let's get into some award predictions. Uh, I gave my award predictions as my very first episode. A lot has changed over that month. I think I do have a couple different ones that we'll talk about. But where do you want to start with this? Because we can save MVP for last. We can start with MVP. Up to you.
1: Uh, We can start with... uh... Just because I have the ones I've noted right now. i got Super Bowl MVP Oroy and d Roy. I was okay. trying to run through the rest quickly here. But I'm, I'm ready to chat about the, the Super Bowl right away.
0: All right, yeah. If we want to go Super Bowl, then who do you have in Super Bowl spills?
1: So uh, my winner this year, again, this is tough because, like, all the expectations are on the Chargers. But I just really can't see how they go into Buffalo in the winter and win. I think Buffalo has endured what they needed to endure last year to finally get over the hump. Just like such a devastating loss. They really had it. They went to Arrowhead. They had the win. And God knows what happened in the last 13 seconds. They're they're fully loaded on both sides of the football. And uh, I just I don't see anyone taking out Buffalo this year. And if I was going to take a flyer, because, uh, again, it's going to be someone from the AFC, but if I'm going to take a flyer, I think just because they'll have an easier path to get there. I mentioned them a bit earlier, but the Eagles really just made a lot of good moves on both sides of the ball. Now it can now come down to Jalen hurts to see if he can be consistent yep. week in week out there. 22 to one. I think that's a pretty good price for a pretty wide open NFC, mm-hmm. but uh, pick is uh, bills plus 600.
0: Uh, yeah. The bills. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. You being a Chargers fan, bit of a cop out because either way, you're going to be happy. If the Bills win the Super Bowl, you get your money looking good. If the Chargers, who I have them in that AFC championship game against the Bills, if they end up winning that, then you're looking good. Either way, the expectations for the Chargers are through the roof and you're leveling them, which is honestly smart on you. That's That's a veteran move.
1: It has to be done, sadly. <laughs> Again, look, I would be very comfortable just taking them right now. They, they haven't made the playoffs yet with Herbert. I think they just need to have that one year where they go and go through what Buffalo went through last year. Mm-hmm. Look, the Chiefs the Chiefs had that one year where they made it right away to the AFC Championship game and they just couldn't get over the hump. And Then they got over the hump next year. You can say, okay, well, the Bengals just got there. Look, the Bengals overperformed. I don't think anyone's snoozing on that. Their offenses are going to be electrifying. Yeah. It's uh, it's to me, it comes down to, to to two teams and it's the Bills and the Chargers. And uh, again, like you, maybe you, you think might be a bit of a wuss move, but they, uh, they haven't gone through the adversity yet. I mean, no. weekly team last year was pretty big adversity, but wasn't in the playoffs.
0: And that's the thing. The playoffs are a completely different monster, so completely fair. Uh, the Eagles as the NFC pick, I like a lot. I mean, I've been calling them the Dolphins of the NFC because it literally all relies on the quarterback, how yeah. well the teams are going to perform. Very good comp. Uh, I recently put out a bet. I don't know if you saw this, but FanDuel was running a promotion where you can bet fifty bucks and. For every win they have, you get five bucks added, and I pick the yeah. Eagles as that team for me.
1: So okay, that's a smart play.
0: I I mean, hopefully, fuck. But, yeah, I really like the Eagles. They don't have a hole in the roster, except probably running back, but who really cares about running backs this day and age? But, mm-hmm. yeah, the Eagles are, especially, like you said, wide open NFC. Anyone can really win, if we're being
1: honest. And, again, like, if the Eagles start off hot, the Browns start off pretty cold, like, which is probably what could happen. Uh, I can really see the, uh, the Browns moving Kareem hunt and that's an easy trade deadline buy for the Eagles. And it would be a really good fit on their team. It would help solidify their running back room. So I think that's still in the cards. There's 100%. some whispers about it, but it just hasn't happened yet. But yeah. that's something to look out for too. And that would be uh, good for their push.
0: Hey, uh, you want to move in. So to some rookie of the year talk then. Okay. Uh, So when I first put out my predictions, I had Kayvon Thibodeau winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. He got banged up in preseason, and I really don't know what's happened with him since. I haven't seen anything. Either way, he didn't flash like this guy did in the preseason, and I fully bought in with hard knocks. I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year now. He He looks the part... He fits in with Detroit. I think he's going to be that culture-changing piece they needed on the defense, and I think all the storylines in the media is going to love it. So, Aiden Hutchinson, defensive rookie of the year.
1: I totally agree. That is also my pick for uh, for my favorite for defensive rookie of the year. He is just dynamite. Great against the run, can get to the can get to the quarterback, and he's just got that fire. He gives me that uh, that Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa kind of vibe and. He's just gonna be a centerpiece for that defense and uh, I'm really, really excited for what he can do. Yeah. And then if we're gonna take a going to throw out a flyer pick here, just like back to the Eagles and Kobe Dean. I don't know how quickly he'll get in there starting, but he can he can be very productive in that defense at plus two thousand. I think that's a very good like small small unit it, play.
0: That's super safe value for a guy who should be the starter for them at some point during the season. And he looked great during preseason i still can't get over how far he fell in the draft but whatever people worried about a imaginary shoulder issue that never mattered but uh we'll move on so uh we'll go offensive rookie of the year mine's still not changing from my first episode i'm still going with james cook i'm pissed that i couldn't get him in our fantasy league or the one that chew runs anyways yeah. we needed running backs um,
1: I'm holding him hostage for you, don't worry.
0: Nah, thank you. I appreciate it. But, yeah. <laughs> but he he's going against Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, and Duke Johnson as the Bills running backs. Those guys all stink. They objectively stink. They like they have their moments, but who cares? They're not no one would care if the Bills cut them tomorrow. James Cook has potential, especially as a receiving threat for that team, where Josh Allen doesn't dump off the football too much because he just runs through people, runs by people, throws it over people. But now he has that option of a guy who can, yep, I'll be right here and I will scatter up the field for five, 10 yards every time.
1: Yep, absolutely. I mean, that's a very good pick. I think earlier when you gave out that pick, the odds were a lot higher up too. I don't know what the price you got him at was, but earlier in the summer, he was floating around plus 4,000.
0: That's the thing. I I think I got him at plus 2,500. So even when I got him, the odds went down.
1: So he's, yeah, plus 1,400 now. So I'm not going to give him as my winner. And I can't give him as my dark horse just because he's in that sweet spot. Um, I'm going to go with Drake London. I just think there's not a lot of pieces other than – the the offense comes down to pits. London, and that's your top two receiving options. I mean, Cordero Patterson will get his work. He's just going to get a lot of targets. If he can stay healthy, he already got banged up in, uh, I think it was the first preseason game, already hurt his knee. But if he can stay healthy, he's going to have all the opportunity in the world to perform. And uh, he's an athletic specimen. So I think he could come through and uh, be pretty good on that end.
0: Because that's the thing about Offensive Rookie of the Year. There's not anyone who's like going to run away or is like an immediate, that's the favorite. It's pretty wide open right now, which Mm -hmm. I quite enjoy. I think if Kenny Pickett was starting week one, I think he'd probably just win the award because he's a quarterback, but who knows when he eventually gets in. And yeah, I, I do like Drake London. I think he's in a receiving room where it's literally him and Kyle Pitts. He should get plenty of targets, plenty of opportunities to show out. So I do like that pick. Uh all right, let's go to a boring one. I mean, comeback player of the year. I'll let you go. Not-
1: um, I'm going to go. It just, look, I, I have my guy and I'm pretty confident in my guy, but I'm going to go with Baker just as like the, the safe pick, just because he's a quarterback. I think he's going to mm-hmm. have an opportunity to be very, very effective. Um, I think the market's a little too high on Jameis right now. He's could be, could be phenomenal, but He's at his ups and downs. Sean Payton's not there anymore. I'll uh, I'll just take the chance on Baker at a better price at nine to one. But regardless, that's my safer pick. Khalil Mack at plus twenty five hundred is he can easily have fifteen stacks this year and not even blink. So I think just if if all the pieces can stay healthy on the Chargers, he's going to be the one to to really step up and and be able to. Show his presence. So I think knock at twenty five to one is just uh, you can't. You you have to put ten bucks on that. See the one, the one thing
0: I don't like about comeback player of the year is. So you mentioned a guy like Baker. Baker was just shit last year. Like yeah, he was hurt, but like he's coming back from being bad essentially and getting traded. It's like it's it's a weird award. Like I get like oh if you're coming back from injury or you have some sort of adversity, but it's like. The Browns just chose to go with a predator if we're a creep and not Baker. And now it's biting him in the ass. But it, it's again, yeah, like Baker can definitely win. It would not shock me if he wins, especially like a quarterback. Quarterbacks should be favorites for all the awards that
1: aren't, yeah. Yeah. So that aren't Oroy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. So
1: offensive player of the year. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So
0: my picks Jameis, I've been saying this for months. I've been on the saints bandwagon, go Jameis, go. I'm excited. Yeah, I I just want week one to get here. I just need football to happen. That's I feel like I've been talking about a lot of the same stuff for a month now. And I just need football to get here.
1: Yeah. We need to see if our takes that we've been uh, spewing out all summer (laughs) are on pace or not, but Uh,
0: the one I will add for comeback player of the year, uh, I think I bet a dollar on him in like late June, but I bet Carl Lawson at like plus ten thousand. Okay, he's the best edge player on that Jets team, and that Jets front seven, anyways, is decent. I think that Saul is a good coach, and I got a plus plus ten thousand. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Carl so that's Lawson. Why, that's, why like, that's why they're flyers.
1: That's so. why they're flyers. Exactly.
0: There we go. Uh, Let's move over to offensive player of the year. Who you got?
1: Uh Justin Jefferson, 16 to 1. Uh I think he's just gonna have that Cooper Cup kind of season. He'll be Wait, did you just say 16 to Oh, uh, I said I got him right open here at plus sixteen hundred. Yeah. Like current odds sixteen? Like I'm gonna put it in my bet slip as soon as this is over, yeah. I think I'm that's in,
0: sure I bet him at like plus nine hundred like last month.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened. I think uh yeah, I don't know. I just see that 16 to 1. I just saw this right now. So I think uh that's just phenomenal value for that's, a guy who really could finish at the top of every receiving category. Yeah. I think Adam Thielen's on the decline. And uh Jefferson, hey, the year three receiver breakout Debo had it last year. I think it's it's just go time for Jefferson. I think he's gonna get very close to that uh to that 2,000-yard season, to be completely honest.
0: Yeah, so that's my pick, too. That seems – yeah, that seems like that's the easy pick. I think new offense for the Vikings should be similar to what Kirk Cousins ran for Washington. He's already yeah. comfortable. Jefferson's already incredible. I think this is probably going to be the best season of his career. But, yeah, he's my – he's my offensive – Offense player of the year too. Uh, My dark horse is Aaron Jones. I mean,
1: that's a good pick.
0: Because who's who on the Packers is the guy right now? And I think Aaron Jones is a really good runner, and he might be the number one receiver on that team right now. If we're being honest, so I think I got him at plus twenty five hundred when I bet him.
1: That's a very good number. Um, Yeah, Aaron Jones. Like, look, someone has to catch the passes, and you're not just gonna snap your fingers, and throw in a receiver in there and say, okay, there's all Devontae Adams' targets. They're going to be using 21 personnel a lot more. A lot more is going to come out of the backfield, and he's probably their most talented receiver on the team right now, as is. I know there's all this chit-chat about uh, Lazard and Romeo Dubs, but it, it's it's not it's not just going to be a direct transfer of targets. Jones is going to be very involved, and if he could stay healthy, I think that's a really good value pick.
0: 100%. Um.
1: I should see my plus 6,000 now uh, for, for my dark horse. Just going to throw it out here quickly, just because this price is screaming at me. Uh, Deandre Swift plus 6,600. Uh, I think the Lions have like a top three offensive line and his ability as a runner and a pat uh, receiving back. I think he's just going to be very, very involved and could have a really big breakout here this year. So I think Swift at that price is uh is a really good dark horse pick.
0: Definitely. Definitely don't, disagree there whatsoever. Uh so we'll move over defensive player of the year. Who do you got?
1: I spoke a bit about Khalil Mack before his comeback player of the year, but I think the it, it just with all these pieces in place now, JC Jackson, if he could stay healthy and the, the, those two edge rushers there, Bosa and Mack, I think he's going to be, Staley's going to be able to get the most out of Derwin James to just really do everything all over the field and be that Jack of all trades that he, he's one out of one in the NFL. There's no defensive back that can do everything he does. He can, he can line up on number one receivers. He can line up on Travis Kelsey. That game against the Chiefs last year on that uh, that Thursday night game, Kelsey did, did, wasn't doing crap until Derwin James left in the second half. And then Everything went to shit in that game. That's how important Derwin James is to that defense because he can single-handedly take a player like that out of the game. Plus four thousand, I think, is just phenomenal odds. He's my my winner and my dark horse. I'm not even gonna give a dark horse. It's that's my pick.
0: Like, when's the last time a safety won defensive player of the year? Like, it has to be like Ed Reed or Troy Palomalu or someone like that. Right, like. Like he has to have an incredible season, which I mean, wouldn't shock me if he does, but he needs to be like the guy on the Chargers defense. Like, you can't have Joey Bosa having like an 18 sack season because he might get it just because of that. Yeah, that's it, yeah, would not shock me if Derwin got him, especially at that value. That's huge. It's tough picking a winner for this award. I don't think Miles Garrett's gonna get it just because he's on the Browns. Who cares? TJ Watts won't win back to back, and then you got guys. You got Nick Bosa, who's going to be great. Micah Parsons, who's building off one of the best rookie seasons we've seen in a while. Yeah, uh, Joey Bosa, who I think I have that bet out. Uh, like, there's a lot of good guys who definitely will have their names in contention by the end of the year. Uh, I I've, I've spread my I've spent my money out on this. I'm pretty sure I have five bucks on Micah and both Bosa brothers, so yeah. we'll see, but...
1: Was it you who took Rashawn Gary?
0: Yes, I did. I did take Rashawn Gary. That was my dark horse. I was trying to remember who it was, but yeah, I, I
1: took Rashawn I'm Gary. I'm pretty sure you got him at crazy odds, and now he's at plus 2,500. So that one, you beat the book. Plus 8,000. Yeah, that one, you beat the book. I think yes. uh, that was a really good pick in the time. But I beat
0: something anyways. Fuck, but... but. <laughs> Yeah, and like Rashawn, I mean, we can talk about Rashawn Gary for a bit. Like he's one of the best player on that Packers defensive line right now
1: and he should be the most established at least like yeah, uh, like that
0: that Packers defense is nuts. So if they play nuts, if they're top 3 defense in the league and he's the best player on that defense, he definitely has a good shot.
1: Just going to throw this out there. Do you think uh do you think the Packers have it in them to be as good as that Broncos defense in 2015? Because I think that's what it's going to take for them to win the Super Bowl this year. Like They're going to have to be that kind of team that wins defensively and, mm-hmm. and just grinds you out in the run game. Like They just don't have the pass catchers. But, yeah. the again, the NFC is, is wide open, and I know the Packers haven't gone there in nearly a decade, but that, that, there's no holes on that defense.
0: No, there, there truly isn't a hole on that defense. Like It's like, oh, maybe linebacker, but they just drafted Koi Walker and he's looking good and he's not even going to be their starter for them, so who cares? But again, I, I think the defense is going to be fine. They'll be top five in the league regardless. I think, I think they're the best defense in the league right now. I do now. as well. I do as well. But we'll see. Because it's like teams that run the ball down your throat and play really good defense, they tend to make the playoffs. I mean, that's been the Patriots model the last couple of years. That's what the Titans have been doing. But the difference between those quarterbacks is their quarterbacks are Mac Jones and Ryan Tannehill. Packers have the back to back MVP on their team. He can still hit every throw on the field, where if they go to a run heavy offense, but you still have Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, that sounds pretty damn good to me. So I really do like the Packers, but again, I don't know if they just have the yips in the playoffs and.
1: I just need to see it i uh, I won't believe it until I see it, but
0: exactly that's the would not shock me if they win the Super Bowl, but I'm not gonna pick them because history has told me that don't pick them.
1: I'm rooting for them though I want them to get over the hump. I think Rodgers is just way too good of a quarterback to only have one Super Bowl. I think he definitely it, deserves another one before he uh before he goes out so
0: yeah, like I think. I think when I first did it, it was Niners-Bucks is my NFC championship. And I think it's going to be Packers-Niners now with the Niners still winning, which is very funny if that were to happen again.
1: Yeah. I got, uh, yeah, for that end, since you just mentioned that quickly, yeah, Bill's Bills Chargers and then on the NFC, I'm going to go with uh, Packers and Eagles. Nice. Nice.
0: Uh, last but not least, we got MVP. You going with Herb?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just literally – It's not even like a biased podcast here where I just pick literally everyone for the charges to win the awards. But it, it's just – they can easily have that kind of season where they have just such a phenomenal regular season. And that, like I said, they're going to get to the playoffs and I think something's going to happen. They're just not going to get all the way there. But I think they're going to be that team – that has all these award winners because they're going to have 13, 14 wins. They're that good of a team. That's how you win this award. You need wins. And if you're stacking up all these wins in the crazy AFC that it is, it's just going to look even better. So yeah, Herbert at nine to one is, uh, is the pick, but I uh, can't at the, at this price just can't dismiss Lamar Jackson at plus 2000. I think that's for a guy on that team. Who's going to have to really throw everyone on his back and Will, their way to, to be as successful as they want to be, it's, it's going to be all in Lamar. So I think that's a really good price.
0: Yeah, like if Lamar stays healthy, he's – that Ravens team is going to get 11 wins. I have them winning the division. He's – yeah, he's going to be great. He's going to be – he's going to do Lamar thing. So be in that conversation towards the end of the year if the Ravens team stays healthy and is in contention at the end of the year
1: it's a it's a really hard pick because i i i really truly think there's like 6 7 candidates who are going to be in it right till the end. Yeah. It's going to be one of the tighter races that we've had like in a while.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%, 100%. Oh god.
1: Okay. Well,
0: i guess that wraps it up. Uh thank you so much for coming on and doing this. I know schedule-wise, coming back from Florida over the Labor Day weekend, but it worked out, went great. Hopefully I don't have to donate 20 bucks come Monday morning because I don't have a lot of money right now. So.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. That was uh that was a blast. Uh, I hope I gave out some, some fire picks for the fans there. And uh, ho- hopefully you lock in some of those futures. Cause I, I think I'm going to have a good uh, cash rate at the end of the year. So
0: God, I hope so. I hope so too, man. This. It's, uh <laughs> Hey.
1: It's go time. We're we're seeing the board amazingly and uh anyways that's uh I guess that's a wrap. So go Bolts and uh go Fins.
0: Well, that'll do it for another episode of the Cover Zero podcast. Uh huge shout out to Spills for coming on being my guest this week. I'm just excited for football to actually be here. I can't wait for Thursday night to watch that game regardless of what happens because I don't have any skin in the game. Come Sunday, I'll probably be a little bit more nervous, but football is here. Football is back and I can't, I cannot wait. Uh, Next week's show, I'm going to have on, I mean, I haven't told him this yet, but he knows, I think. Uh, I'm going to have on Connor McMillan One of my buddies, Chu, uh, he's a Patriots fan. So regardless of what happens on Sunday, he's coming on and I'm rather going to roast the shit out of him or he's going to roast the shit out of me. So we'll see. Pretty sure I'm going to roast the shit out of him. But again... If you've liked what you've listened to, please like, subscribe, comment, share, retweet, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.